We're on the bottom of Chagiga Yud Gimel Mabez. In the Arts School Gemara, it's on 13b4 in the second column. Just two points from the previous recording. There are two laws, two halachos that <coughs> are involved with, the, with regards to prayer, with regards to davening, that potentially come from the recording, from the previous recording. When we daven, when we daven Shemona Esrei, the the main uh, tefillah, the main prayer during our service. So there are two halachos, which two laws which are parallel to what the malachim, the angels, would do. We try to stand like angels, which is one law, which is why we stand straight with our feet together. And that comes from the fact that the angels also did do this. They their Their feet are straight. Comes from the previous recording where we mentioned that when they, the wings were revealed, so their feet were straight. It says that their feet were yeshara, varaglayim regal yeshara. They had straight feet, and so their feet were positioned together. So so do we, when we pray, we <coughs> try to have the position of angels. Excuse me. And so we have, we, we are, our feet are straight together. The other law is, it's not necessarily coming from this idea, but some do claim that it does come from the following idea, that we take three steps back and then three steps forward. We take three steps forward because it went before we pray, before we dive in the Shemon Esrei, because it's like we're entering into the domain of Hashem. We're, we're about to enter into a meeting. The question is, why do we take three steps back? So there are different explanations. One explanation is because the angels, they also they go back and forth, which is also what we saw in our Gemara in the previous recording, it says that they constantly go back and forth, they go back and forth, and so, so do we, we take three steps back and then three steps forward as we enter into our meeting, into our meeting with uh, with Hashem through the Shemona Esrei. Okay, let us continue in, let's continue in the Gemara. The Gemara says, this is on the second column of 13b4 in the art scroll, Kosov Echad Omer, we're again going to have a contradiction between different verses uh, about the discussion of angels. It says in one verse, One verse says that thousands and thousands were serving Hashem and a myriad were standing before Him. So it sounds like there's a specific number of angels that are standing before God. But there's another verse, because of Echad Omer, another verse says, Is there really a number for His legions? We can't put a finite number of angels, it's it's such a, an enormous number. There's no finite number for the heavenly servants for God. The more answers, a few answers. Low, sorry. The more answers as follows: Low kasha. There's no difficulty. Kam bezman shemay bezman yidosh kaim. Kam bezman yidin bezman yidosh kaim. Kviyachol shenis ma'ata bepamalya shel mala. It says this is not difficult when the bezman yidosh was around, so it's impossible to to count how many angels, how many heavenly servants there are for God. But once there was the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, so it says if the number, the members of of the heavenly servants were reduced, and then there is a finite number. It's as if this is uh, it's all a mashal, it's all, all an allegory. But it says if they were reduced, the Gemara then gives a different answer, a second answer. Tanya, it's taught in a brisa. Rabbi Omer Mishum Ab Yosi Ben Dusai. They say turn to thirteen B five in the art scroll. Thousands and thousands of angels are serving him 
by a, within a certain legion, within a certain play, area, but with regards to that number of how many of those, for that there is no specific number. So we do have a specific number with regards to a specific legion, but there's no number that can describe how many legions there are. That is without any number. A third answer. says, the thousands, the, the, the finite number that we have could apply by the stream of Nahar Dinor, which is a stream of fire. As it says, Nahar Dinor, and there it says that there was a, a fire that was flung forth from before Hashem, and there it also says that thousands and thousands were serving Hashem. Okay, so it's only referring to that specific area, but in terms of in general, that is an infinite number, there's no finite number of heavenly servants to God. The Gemara now discusses this particular stream of fire. Where, where does it come from? Where is it, where is it going to? Mehecha nafak, where does it come from? Mizeyasun shel chayos. It comes from the perspiration of the angels of the chayos. That's where the stream of fire starts from. Ulehechan shavach, where does it empty out into? Again, these are, these are deep esoteric ideas. Amar of Zutra Bartovia Amarav, Al Rosh Rishayim Begehanim. It, it empties out into the heads of the, of the Rishayim, of the wicked that are in Gehenim. As it says, That the fury goes forth and rests upon the head of the wicked. So that's one explanation, that this fire goes onto the heads of the wicked that are found in Gehenim. And so one explanation, one to, to attempt to understand this, is that the perspiration of the angels is that the, the Rishayim, those that are wicked, they cannot understand. They're on, on a low level where they, they don't have the ability to understand the angels and the ways of the angels. The only thing that they could get, even if they get that spark of, of understanding the heavenly system, the only thing they could get to is just the perspiration of the angels, but not the angels themselves. And once, it, once that perspiration goes onto them, it's like a fire. It's a burning fire of the, the truth that they did not leave, live. They, they, these are wicked people who do not live the truth. And just the, the perspiration of the angels, that coming upon them is just a moment of total embarrassment and realization that their lives were not lived in a truthful, correct manner. That's one explanation as to where this is emptied out into. There's a second explanation who says, where is it going out into? Upon those who were ordained. We'll see exactly what this means in a second. Shenemar, as it says, those who were ordained before their time, Nar Yutzak Yisodam, whose foundation was swept away by a river. It's referring to, it's being emptied out onto those who were ordained. Let's see the Gemara a little further to see who, who are these people. Tanya, it is taught in a Brisa from the time period of the Mishnah. Amr B'Shemin HaChazit, B'Shemin HaChazit says, Turn to the page to 1481. The Torah was supposed to be given in the thousandth generation. There was supposed to be a thousand generations before the receiving of the Torah, which is appropriate. This week's parsha is 
the parsha, the Torah portion of the receiving of the Torah, it was supposed to take a thousand generations. But the thousand generations were going to become, uh, they were expected to be wicked and wicked people, and they weren't going to be deserving of receiving of the Torah. And so therefore, Hashem decided to give it after the 26th generation, which is what actually happened, that when they received the Torah, it was the 26th generation from the creation of the world. And the idea behind this is that the Torah, from the Torah's perspective and its holiness, it requires many, many years to prepare for the receiving of the Torah. So from the Torah's perspective, you should wait a thousand years, or a thousand generations. However, because they weren't fit to receive the Torah, they weren't preparing properly for the receiving of the Torah, Hashem said that they'll receive the Torah after 26 generations. So now we have 974 generations that were supposed to exist before the receiving of the Torah, but they, they, were, not, they were not born. Hashem gave the Torah earlier. And so these, pe- these generations, these people during those generations of the 974, they were n- wicked people. They were not good people. And so Hashem said that we're going to plant some of them in each and every generation. And so therefore there's an, an excess. It's a bit of an overpopulation of these people who were supposed to exist before the receiving of the Torah. They now exist after the receiving of the Torah. And they are found in each and every generation. And these are the ones that are azepanim of the generation. They are the brazen ones of each uh, generation. And so for, the, for those people, before they are actually born into the world, they're just waiting to be, to be born. And so this, this flow of fire goes upon them because these, are, these were people who were uh, expected to be not good people. They, let's read a few more lines in the Gemara. We're on Yudal and Aleph. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak says that he has a different explanation just for that verse. The previous verse that they quoted, it says, Asher, Asher Kumtu, that it could also mean those that were cut down. So what is this referring to? It's not referring to the, the 974 generations that weren't, didn't come <coughs> into, the world, into the world before the receiving of the Torah. Rather, it's referring to something else. Asher Kumtu, Lebrachahu Dachsev. This is for a blessing. Those who were cut down for a blessing. What is this referring to? This is referring to the Torah scholars. What were they cut down on? The Torah scholars who burned the midnight oil. They cut down on their own sleep so that they could involve themselves in Torah in this world. What happens to them? Hashem reveals to them many secrets in the next world because they push themselves so much to understand the Torah in this world, and they deprive themselves of sleep, so then Hashem is going to reward them in the next world, Shinemar, Nahar Yutzak Yisodam. As the end of the verse says, because they cut down, referring to their sleep, so then the end of the verse says that their revealed secrets will be like a pouring river, that they'll have secrets that will, they'll have a better understanding of the truth, of reality, of the secrets of the world, when they move on to, uh, to the next world, to the world to come. Okay, that concludes the recordings for Daf Yud Gimel for page 13.